The headlines. The headlines on Metro FM Talk. Eight minutes it is before 8 p.m. Viewer Kobogana, I hope I have you in a much, much better line. Good evening. Can you hear me Perfect. now? Perfect. Perfectly. Kunjani. I'm very well, thank you. And uh, thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us. Uh, I certainly hope we're speaking under much, much better circumstances. But I guess, yeah, this is the nature of things. Viewer, for the purposes of some people who, I guess, are either hearing about this for the first time at this point as we have this discussion, or uh, I guess we might not be familiar with uh, just the resident system at Stavenbosch University in general. Paint a picture for us of the context. What happened here? Where did it happen? Um, and I guess, how did it come to your attention as a student leadership? Mm. Um, I think I'll start with the last question. The student affected the victim um, sent an email to me as the chair of the SRC, um, essentially just giving me context as to what happened, um, saying he doesn't really know what to do. Can you please assist? Um, so essentially, from what we gathered from him and from everything else we've heard um, with the leaders in his community. Um, the resident was in his room, um, in his residence, it's mm. a men's res, um, and he said that his unit wasn't home, but he woke up to a noise in his room, not really knowing what's going on, a bit disorientated, um, only to find that there was a white student in his room um, who was urinating on his table with his book, laptop, everything on top of it, and um, I think I suppose the first thought that came to mind is for him to record what was happening. And if you watch the recording, you hear him saying, "What are you doing? What are you doing in here?" You know, um, I suppose he's trying to find out what is happening. Um, and yeah, so that's it's, it's a very short story as to what happened. I think it's very clear cut. Um, the video was there. Um, yeah, so the student then emailed the SFU reaching out to get the system, um, and that's how we. Um, how, that's how this is for our attention. And I guess your your then your your response after this happened. What, what when did this happen specifically um, over the course of the weekend? Which day? Um, it seems this happened in the early hours yesterday. Um, he okay. sent the email to me in the afternoon. I then responded and asked him um, if we could meet today. Um, I didn't want to overwhelm him. Um, I offered him um, an opportunity for us to meet either in the SOC office or on Teams, whatever was most comfortable for him. And then he requested that we meet on Teams in order for him to just let us know um, exactly what kind of assistance he requires from the SOC, mm. but also just for us to gauge who he reported this to from the university side so that we know how we're going to take it forward institutionally in terms of the reporting processes. And uh, and then, of course, I mean, after that discussion you had with uh, the student, what, what happened thereafter? I mean, it just your discussions with, be it the dean of students or any other, uh, I guess, official of the institution. So it seems um, that between when he informed me and when we met, um, he also informed the leaders of his residence space, the House Committee, um, and the head of the res. Um, the res had uh, the staff member in charge of the res, and it was then brought to the attention of our Division of Student Affairs, um, our Senior Director of Student Affairs, Dr. Macheta. Mm. Um, they then got involved and um, with the res head and with the leaders of the House Committee, um, called in a caseworker from the Equality Unit to open a case, but also to report it to the investigator for student discipline. So all of that 
by the time we met this morning, all of all of those processes were put into motion. So then our part as the FFC shifted and became finding out how we can assist them directly in terms of um, getting the equipment and uh, just any of the resources he had that could manage the place. Mm. Um, but also when we spoke to him, we had found out that he hadn't had um, counseling or any form of offer for counseling, so we organized that for him. Um, and then we had been trying to get a hold of him the rest of the day, but I suppose it's been quite an overwhelming day. Sure. We haven't been able to reach him. But just to find out what else he needs in terms of general support. Um, but beyond that, also then just get a gauge of what students are requesting from the SRC. Um, at the end of the day, I think our students lie more institutional, um, so engaging with the university to ensure that the correct procedures and just procedures are followed um, for the outcome that we all want for the students, but also um, to to ensure that the specific issues that are coming up from this um, are actually addressed. Mm. I mean, look, ostensibly, I mean, these are people who live in the same residence, right? Hayes, uh, Mare, or something like that. Um, and so, I guess these, this gentleman who came in and sort of, again, would not have been unknown uh, to mm. the students who, who would have been affected. And uh, I, I say this because I guess there are many question marks that many people are asking uh, themselves. I mean, many of you were born 2001, 2002, you know, 2003, the year 2000 in the case of some. Um, why then would these young people born already, I guess, in the second decade of uh, the democratic dispensation still harbor these attitudes of white supremacy and I guess their mm-hmm. notions that black people are inferior, inferior enough, by the way, uh, to go and, I guess, urinate on their property, uh, much similar to what we saw at the University of Free State, um, you know, just about 15 to, to 20 years ago. I think I think that's the whole premise of systemic racism. It's that even if there isn't a person in the room who is already racist, mm. the system itself will perpetuate racist ideologies. Um, and I think beyond that, in our institution, an issue that we've had ongoing in any context is that the 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 promise is not even the promises, but you know what we're told is going to happen is not what actually happens. And I think that ended up in us creating a safe space for racist people, for queer folded people, for ableist people, for people who view anyone who isn't um, an ideal white able bodied heterosexual person as inferior. Um, and I think because we've been able to perpetuate that in sort of apathy generally and because we've been able to perpetuate that um, in not addressing issues assertively, it's resulted in people being comfortable in the problematic issues that they have or the problematic thoughts that they have. But beyond that, I think something that always hit me as a young person is apartheid wasn't as long ago as people think it was. And we are the children of people who grew up in apartheid. So if if people's parents and grandparents and uncles and aunts still have those ideologies, they're bound to have uh, a generation, even one that's born post apartheid, that shares the same ideologies. Um, we are a product of our households, we're a product of our environment. Mm. And I think in a space like a university, the difference between that and anywhere else is it needs to be an environment where, regardless of what your, your values from home are, you don't feel safe being a perpetrator of discrimination against someone else. Hmm. And you know, I guess when you raise it like that, there's something you, you said which um, 
you know, is, I guess, assertive responses to this. We saw a video uh, where, I guess, you were trying to engage uh, Professor Macheta or Dr. Macheta. I'm not, not too sure, I guess, um, you know, the title there. Um, and I guess the university is saying to yourselves, we are undertaking an investigation. We've suspended the said student. It seems by way of consequence, as students, you want more. Mm. Mm. I mean, the mandate that the SRC received from students, the mandate that we've accepted and we're also going to push, is that the student needs to be espoused. Um, this is a human rights violation, but beyond that, it's a criminal act to break into someone's face, into someone's room. Um, that room did not belong to him. He was not that student's roommate. He should not have been in that room without that student's consent. So we speak of two violations here, yeah, one of the criminal kind and one of human rights. Mm. Um, and I don't think that there would be any way forward from that. That is not expulsion. Um, it would be very disappointing if the outcome of all of these investigations and discussions and engagements and hearings was not expulsion. But you see, and, and, and I like the point you're making, that I guess your position is that the student must be expelled. If I go back to the rates incident, which I think, you know, yes, is distinct and different. The context was different. But of course, I guess in the bigger scheme of things, it's a helpful milestone for us to think about in how this is responded to. It was clear in that instance that the University of the Free State chose a very particular option. They, they felt that you could social cohesion our way out of that uh, particular case. And there would have been many others thereafter in the higher education system. What is your despondency with that type of approach? That let's sit down, you know, let's find one another through dialogue and let's use this as a moment uh, to heal and maybe a teachable moment for the institution. What's your view on that? This is something that I think um, we have our own internal discussion. Um, I think the public context is very important. I think if such an incident had happened at any other university, um, perhaps, I don't know, perhaps an outcome of social cohesion and trying to integrate these students and educate them and raise awareness would have worked. The context of Salamash University and it being um, the space where the history of our country, a project was born, is very, very important and very, very relevant. Um, we see what products of this institution who aren't put into line can do. We've seen what um, people are capable of achieving if they're not, if, if their actions don't have consequences that match the gravity of the situation. And so I think it's extremely important for the university to act um, as harshly as the situation allows. It's extremely important because this is not any other university. It's Salamash University. Um, it had a very big role in the history of our country. And I think um, a big part of, you know, the issues that our country faces, a big part of what our country has come through is racism. And this is a very um, objective, a very overt um, version of racism. And I think there's no if and or bad about it. Um, I think perhaps if any other university, another outcome maybe would have been palatable, but for this particular university, for the context of our institution, the context of our country and where we are right now, I don't think anything else is going to be expected. How much time did they say the investigation is going to take? Sorry? How much time did they say the investigation will take? 
Right now, I cannot confirm. Um, I, I think there's been a lot of communications and a lot of um, messages sent even in the, in the gathering that we had. Um, so I cannot confirm as to how long they said an investigation would take. I know that we did get um, information from our previous learning and thinking that the RT was going to expedite the process. Um, that's all that was conducted share for all that I know of. And of course, if if the type of outcome you guys are looking for doesn't unfold, I mean, what's what's the implication? I think um, our student body has made it clear that that is the only outcome they're willing to accept. And if that is not the outcome of the investigation, um, then I think there will be unrest that Sam Lokshin is rescued from the student body side. Um, But I really do hope that it does not come to that. I think... Um, it's been a lot of incidences in our country where black students and students of color have had to put themselves in the line um, for, for issues that are quite frankly everyone's responsibility and everyone's concern. And I shared that today. I mean, exams are starting on Monday and we're gathering from 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock mm-hmm. in Beijing on an issue while our counterparts are studying and are in the student center and having lunch and quite frankly are apathetic and couldn't be bothered. Um, we we have a priority. We're all looking at to get the greens and to improve um, our lives and the lives of our families. And I think we cannot lose sight of that. Um, so I really would hope that we won't be put into a corner where we have to choose between our futures and our and our education, essentially, um, and our human rights. Last question, maybe from my end. I mean, you spoke about I, th- I think you called it the diversity office. Um, I mean, I stand to be corrected there, but it makes one wonder, I guess what function institutions like this play in not only, I guess, responding to what has happened here, but in ensuring that there is no basis for this to happen again, least of all at the, mm-hmm. at, uh, the University of Stellenbosch and the history uh, that you've you know, so eloquently put out, you know, the history it comes from, its role in entrenching Africana, Dom, white supremacy here in South Africa. Um, just your, your thoughts on those institutions and their ability, I guess, to not only just respond to this, but... Uh, proactively lay the basis and the groundwork for this uh, to not happen again? And if indeed it does happen, students should have some tools to respond to it. Mm-hmm. I think I think with all institutions of higher education and training, um, we're educating the leaders of our future. We're educating the leaders of our country. We're educating people who are going to go out into society and um, and 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 essentially paved the way for our country. So I think there's a very important and significant role that universities have and, and uh, institutions of higher education have in addressing such, such issues. Um, I think that right now, the move that Stellenbosch takes to rectify this issue and to ensure that it doesn't happen again is going to be watched very closely and it has to be very intentional um, and very assertive. Um, I think... I think that the students in the SOC um, and other leaders have made that very clear. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that the role that they play is extremely significant. It's extremely symbolic as well. And I should hope that um, this is a wake-up call that is actually going to take. Viu, we're going to have to leave it there. I wish you and uh, your team and uh, the student leaders in that part of the world, least of all the student who's been on the receiving end of this, all the strength uh, that all of you can muster. 
Uh, I think the next while is going to be very, very difficult and we keep you in our thoughts. Um, and uh, I guess we can only stand with you uh, in solidarity and in struggle. And thank you so much for coming through tonight. Thank you very much.